Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back to the Misfit Nation. Thank you to all of you who took the time and voted for us and allowing us to accept the Best Society and Culture Podcast Award through the Veteran Podcast Award presented by Broken Jarhead. It will be displayed with pride in our studio. Thank you. So as we move through our lives one step at a time, the key point is we keep moving forward, maintain positive momentum, and do not let noise keep you down. September was Suicide Awareness Month. And now we've transitioned into October, my favorite month, Halloween's in it. It is also Domestic Abuse Awareness Month. With that, as a focus of the month, I will have a few episodes here about battling through and surviving abusive uh, situations and relationships, advocacy, and others about safety in, in the house and workplace. Our first in the series will be with Sabrina Oso of Oso Safe. At Oso Safe, they provide consulting services for properties, schools, and workplaces in the following areas of promoting safety and home violence prevention, including risk management, maintaining property reputation training, analysis and diagnosis, better parenting skills, training and coaching, coping skills, client education, and implementation of response mechanisms. So without further ado, let's get Miss Sabrina Oso on here. Sure. How you- how you came into this line of work? Yes, uh, I've had quite a number of years of therapy. I've been in and out of therapy for quite some time to be comfortable to say uh, that I, I am a survivor of violence. Uh, my father beat my mother on a regular basis. Um, things were very bad in, in the household. And uh, so I that's my biggest uh, qualification, if you will, Um you know, when you grow up like that, it definitely, you remember it and you, uh, you, you spend the rest of your life healing from it and, and healing others, really doing your best to heal yourself and in heal and healing others. And uh, I, I did do the thing that I was supposed to do. I graduated uh, university with a computer science degree. I, I went off on jobs and I moved out and but my therapist said, Sabrina, you're, you're a dancer. You're a dancer. You, you need to dance. You need to go for it. So I did. Um, I, I couldn't even think about dance, Richard. When I was growing up, um, there was no one to take me. And it, I couldn't even think about it. It was way, way, way in the back burner. And um, But I, I pursued it. I, I, I just um, went all for it. Um, I was deeply emerged and submerged and immersed in the dance world in New York City. I was hopping from three major dance studios, uh, Alvin Ailey, Steps, and Broadway Dance Center. And I trained and I, I, t- I was taking 12 classes a week. I was auditioning like crazy. Um, I was auditioning in all the five boroughs and New Jersey and 
And, uh, and then I did get gigs and, uh, you know, and, and after a while I said, you know, I'm just going to write my one woman show. I'm just, I knew people that, that did that one man show, one woman show. And I just started writing and, and I created this show called home sweet home. And I play different women being abused and she goes to her good place. That's where the dancing comes in. But then she's pulled back into the terror of violence, of abuse. But the show ends really strong, really empowering. And I actually performed it with my uh, dance students. Uh, I taught dance for like 10 years. And um, and it was a great, great experience. Um, I, I wrote it, performed it, and choreographed it. And I did a lot of research for that show because I wanted it to be entertaining, but also educational. And I could not believe the statistics that I was finding. I, I couldn't, I was blown away. I knew my trauma, but I didn't know how common it, it was. So I said to myself, I have to make this into a business. I have to make this into a bona fide business with products and services I'm not a charity. I'm not a nonprofit. It's not the model that I chose to take. Uh, and that's how really Oso oh Safe was born from my one woman show. I hope I answered your question. <laughs> oh, yes, you did. That was good. And that's a, very impressive that you took uh, your your trauma, basically, your, uh, your upbringing and what you had to witness growing up and made it into an uh, avenue of good, I guess, a product of good to help others as they uh, go through the same things. And I know a lot of people always think they're alone in that fight. They think they're the only one that this is happening to. And I'm sure you thought the same thing until you did your research, until you've seen that wide aperture of how many people out there actually live in that, in that realm of violence or realm of uh, verbal, physical abuse and trauma in their lives. And until they get older, they don't realize how bad it is until they see something good. Correct. Correct. Yes. Uh, good point. You know, when, when you grow up like that, it really messes you up because uh, anything good that happens or that good people that enter your life, you push them away, you turn something good into something bad, or you kind of poison it uh, somewhat because that's what you're used to and you think that's normal. And we at Oh So Safe, we by combining education and technology, we're looking to reverse that in people's psyche and people's minds and, and to say, look, good, good is, should be normal. Um, it's, it's okay to have good people in your life, good relationships and healthy relationships. In fact, that's what needs to be normal, not the other way around, not verbal, physical, sexual abuse uh, in any capacity. So um, yes, good, very good point that you brought up. Yeah, I, I, being in the military, I witnessed a lot, as, especially when I became a leader. Early, I became a leader really, really early in my career, so I was still young and uh, not understanding what happens to people when they are in those kind of situations. So I kind of thought I was helping people early in my career, and it took time to realize how to actually get them help, that I wasn't the person that could help them. They needed actual real help and uh, someone that was trained to do so. And I've seen a lot throughout my career of this happening and people kind of hide it because they didn't want to get in trouble or get their significant other in trouble and ruin their career, whereas they were already ruining their own lives. 
Yes, yes. And you're talking about specifically in the military? Yes. Right. Yes. Um, Yes. I mean, I I see this where in the military there are there is such a thing as marital rape. And and that's not to say that it doesn't exist in other in, in couples that are not in the military. I'm not saying that at all. But in the military, yeah, it's where the 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 person comes back, the 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 soldier, whether they're in the army, the uh, in the navy, in whatever whatever the in the military, and and they don't shut off. I mean, how can you? You were just in war, and I'm not making excuses for them, but uh, you're correct. Therapy needs to be a big part of one's existence. In fact, we have made this a part of residency. Um, and this is what we are promoting and what we're marketing and what we are encouraging in the real estate industry. Um, and, and that includes military families, uh, especially ones that come back, you know, they're deployed and then they come back and, and this is men and women, you know, men and women, both. Um, it's, uh, it's definitely, you cannot go through this alone. You, you cannot solve this alone you cannot um yes you could probably bottle it bottle it up inside for a while but eventually you will explode and and the children see this right if you have children they see this they see this in you they see this in in their mothers and fathers and um it's very unhealthy and you don't want the kids to perpetuate and continue the cycle of abuse, of violence, of chaos, of dysfunction. Um, so there's multiple components in this whole equation, and uh, and yeah, I'm glad that you that that you encourage that in in your in your field. You know, in the military, like, look, you need help. As we say, it also safe. There's no shame in getting help. There is shame in not getting help. So. Uh, it's it's very important. Yeah, exactly what you said. It most like the children, especially if they see it, they think that's how it's always supposed to be. So, say it's a little girl seeing her dad beat her mom. When she grows up, she's going to look for a guy that's just like that, right? And and repeat that cycle, and it's going to go on forever and ever. And the son, if he sees dad beat mom, he's gonna, he thinks that that's the way a man is supposed to treat a woman, and it's still the the cycle always repeats until there's a corrective step taken to wash that out. And, and I think organizations like yourself trying to inf- uh, not influence, but in educate and show them the right ways is the best way to do things. Yes. And I, I just want to make it a point again, um, because organization, ha- uh, I'm, again, I'm not a charity. I'm not a nonprofit. We respect all the charities and nonprofits that deal with, domestic violence, or as I, as I prefer to say, home violence. Uh, but uh, we're a company that we're making this a, a required standard condition of residency. Um, we're marketing something called the Oso Safe Home Sweet Home Package for landlords and tenants right now. But we're looking to make this across the board, all residency. And as I mentioned, therapy is part of your residency you are required in an OSO safe certified property, which means that the landlord or landlords purchase the home sweet home package. And we're saying, look, 
get us in there. We will have everyone sign the policy that basically states, I, as a landlord, I promise to provide you a safe space for you to live. You, in turn, is my tenant. You promise to not act in any way, shape, or form that is abusive. Otherwise, you, the abuser only, gets immediately evicted from the premises. And we go into full knowledge knowing that that would be the consequences. Then there is the seminar, which... Everybody gets educated. Everybody. It's a blanket education. We go over facts, statistics, warning signs, definitions of abuse, the difference between abuse and discipline. So that way everybody's on the same page. Then we have an app that detects violence. Um, So that way it eliminates the he said, she said factor. And it gives alerts to the landlord like, oh, wow, I have a 10 unit building. I just saw unit two and unit 10. You just beat the crap out of her or you just, you mom, you just beat the crap out of your kids. You got to go. You know the rules here. You're, You're in an Oso safe certified property. You are held to a higher regard, a higher standard. Um, and then there, there is therapy, assigned therapist to the property where you are required as part of your residency to check in with your therapist once a month. Is everything okay? Do you feel like anything is looming? This is on the preventative side. This is what makes us different than other, other than charities really or nonprofits. We are preventative because one, once cops, police show up at, at a residence, as far as we're concerned, it's almost too late. Um, because then you're dealing with, you, you're, you're, you're going to have to call lawyers and police and uh, get, get relocate to a shelter, um, to a nonprofit, uproot the kids, uh, hire expensive lawyers, mediators, go before judges. And I could tell you, Richard... The law is not on the abused child side at all, at least not where I am. Um, And I see this too often. And with my company, we feel that we eliminate a lot of the red tape, a lot of the, uh, like I consult with a small team of lawyers on a regular basis. And one of them has told me, wow, Sabrina, what you're doing, you're actually short circuiting the entire nightmare of, of what's being done now, like in a good in a good way, you're short circuiting it in a good way because you don't need all of these professionals because you're taking care of it in residency right off the bat. So um, I'm sorry, I think I went off on a tangent, but I just wanted to <laughs> say that. <laughs> I think that was good right there. Uh, so how do you uh, select the, the homes that you have uh, being a real estate agent, I guess, do you uh, go into find better neighborhoods for the people to move into to start this better way of living so they can see in residency how it is a better life? Uh, well, it's it's not a question of better neighborhoods. Uh, well, first of all, as a real estate agent, I there we we take we're always in ethics classes and there's really no such thing as a better neighborhood. Um, it's. It's more of along the lines of better residency for all. Um, and, and so that way everybody's treated the same. You know, it doesn't matter their, it, it doesn't matter where they come from, what religion, what nationality, color of their skin, sexual orientation, whatever it is. So um, I have been marketing my services 
whenever I have open houses, whenever I have listings to potential buyers and sellers, property owners, property managers, tenants, um, anybody that that I, I cross paths with to let them know, look, I am a real estate agent, but as part of, of me being an agent, I'm also the founder and CEO of Oso Safe. And we are looking to make better, safer residency, which means better business. Um, so I give out brochures. I explain kind of like what I just explained to you, what we're about, what we're doing. Um, and we have been getting positive feedback. This is fairly new. So I've been trying to get the word out there, doing as many podcasts and interviews as possible um, because this is... This is a new way of residency, of living, really. So you could be living in New York. You could be living in, 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 um, in middle class, upper middle class, lower middle class. Uh, uh, it doesn't matter where you live, whether it's a townhouse, a co-op, a condo, a single family home, a multifamily dwelling, a two family home, a villa, a mansion, a mobile home. It doesn't matter. Um, so we're just looking to market this across the board. Uh, we're just starting with landlords and tenants right now. And um, with the way we see it, you put that key in the lock of your place of residence, you should feel like it's home and not hell. You should feel like it's your sanctuary and not a war zone. And you being uh, that you were in the military, Richard, I'm sure you understand what I just said a thousand percent. <laughs> yes, very much so. And I understand what you said earlier about coming home and shutting off and uh, not being able to turn off. I understood that completely as well. I, my first, uh, well, actually my second time coming back from war, it was a little rougher at that time. And trying to reintegrate to family life was a lot rougher. Uh, even getting proper sleep and while asleep, I was actually beating my wife while I was asleep. So it, it just, uh, it was a hard turmoil at that point, but uh, we fought through it and I finally was able to get help later to, I guess, to work with my, uh, my pro my product to get through it. And uh, we're a much better place now. It's just a, it's, you are definitely correct. It's very hard for the soldier no matter which which one it is who deployed to turn off after being on for 24 hours a day the whole time they're gone right right and may i ask when you say beat her you would you would assault her am i correct when you just yeah, said that her. i was punching her when i was asleep yeah ah uh okay okay like kind of like uh um in in the nightmare of you were probably thinking that you were still there yeah right right exactly uh yes they i i applaud you for getting help and that you're you're male and there are um and i'm not saying i'm also proud of the fact that also safe that we do not target men as being the violent ones all the time there are women that are violent that are abusive by far so it's whoever is being violent abusive it's not always the guy. I applaud you for getting help and that you're in a better place and that you corrected and you're, and I'm sure it's a work in progress like all of us. Um, so I, I like hearing those, those facts, those stories, because um, 
uh, therapy works. And, and if the person is willing to get help, it'll work. It'll work. It, it'll, it, it, it will happen. It takes, it takes work though. It takes uh, consistency and it, it, it's a, it's like we say, it's a practice every single day. And um, uh, yeah. So, so thank you for disclosing that. Um, I, I appreciate that on my end. Uh, no problem. Uh, and I, in the whole process, I believe you have to have faith. And when you go into it, you can't go in negative into a therapy session. Yes, I understand that not every therapist is the same. So you're not going to mesh with every therapist. So you might just want to, if you go in, you don't, you don't feel comfortable, find another one. Don't just quit because you didn't like that first one. Try to find that one that actually helps you and move forward. And you know you need it. That's why you went in the first place. So just keep moving forward until you find that right place. And that's what happened to me. I, it took it took more than one visit to find the right person to help me. And finally it did. And I'm happy for it. Excellent point, Richard. Yes, it's exactly what we say. It's I, I've been saying that for quite some time. Don't give up. Yes, not all therapists are created equal. You may have to try on a few for size. Let that be okay. Um, I know for me, I, uh, I, I did not get therapy until I uh, disclosed everything that was happening in my house to a friend in college at university. And she, cause I was silent up until I was 19 years old. I didn't say a word. Uh, it was an understood rule in the household that you don't say anything. Everything is fine. It's a put up and shut up situation. Um, it, it, that's the law. It's like, uh, it's an understood law in abusive, violent, chaotic, dysfunctional households. So I was silent until 19. And then when I started to say everything that was happening, my friend cried along with me and she said, Sabrina, you need to go get help. And I said to her, yeah, but I'm not the one who's being violent. And she said, I know, but if you go get help, it'll help your parents. And that really stuck with me. And I... I mustered up the courage to go to psychological services at my college, at my university, and I was scared. I was, you know, all the noise that you go through in your head, like, this is stupid. What the hell am I doing this for? What if somebody sees me? Um, I I'm not the one who's the problem. Uh and I couldn't use money as an excuse because it was free. It was part of the tuition so I couldn't say, oh, I can't afford it. So one day, she did, my friend did not give up on me. Um, she just kept checking up on me. Did you go? I hope you go. Did you go? She didn't say to me, you know, you, you better go. She wasn't like, you know, like pushing me, but she was very um, nudging me very kindly, if you will. And eventually I did go. And I saw Dr. O'Connell and she led me to the therapist that I still see on and off to this day. And it's been quite a number of years later. I, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for therapy. So I I'm glad you brought that up because um, it is scary. It is scary to all of your listeners out there. Every everybody's scared. Just make the appointment anyway. And, and a good test a test of a good therapist, the right one for you. I say to people, if you leave your first couple of sessions 
a, feeling a little less heavy, bingo, that's your therapist. So if you feel after your first couple of sessions, like a couple of rocks and boulders were lifted off of your shoulders, then you have the right therapist. Um, Cause that's how it felt like for me. And, and I, I, I passed that along on my interviews just to give kind of, to gauge, well, how do I know, you know, how do I know if I have the right one? Um, so excellent point, Richard. Thank you. I learned on the fly. So <laughs> I wasn't school trained as learned on by feeling it out and the, the process it it's individual, the process obviously. Uh, and it could, I mean, it could help to have the, both parties get into counseling together after a while, after they do individual. So they know at one point that they both tried to help. And sometimes you just got to break away if it's a couple thing and find that new partner. Uh, I see on your, your website, you list out the warning signs. These are signs that, uh, I mean, everything on there is it's pretty straightforward, but how, if uh, so for the listeners, if they're walking or they're in their workplace and they're talking to their coworker, what are telltale signs that they can look for in a coworker that they're being abused? Yes. Um, if they're wearing sunglasses and it is like dark sunglasses, yes, people wear sunglasses for the sun and, and maybe for medical reasons, but chances are it could be that they're hiding a black eye. If the, it is warm outside and people are wearing long sleeves, like on a regular basis, you never see them with short sleeves or three-quarter sleeves. And, and, this, and I'm, I am speaking about in the workplace. Yes, there's air conditioning. We realize that, but chances are they could be hiding black and blue marks, cut marks, baseball bat wounds, um, that they're, it, it could be that they're being abused at home. If they were... If they keep coming in late uh, and and the excuses are more and more just stranger and stranger or and and even if they say, "Oh yeah, I just fell down the stairs, oh I uh, oh and there's a a puncture maybe somewhere on their body, and they make up some excuse like, "Yes, I fell down the stairs and I bumped my my arm on on this one or on this or that, chances are it's not a fall down the stairs, or it could be related to abuse where they fell down the stairs, they got pushed down the stairs. If eating habits that all of a sudden they were healthy eaters, and all of a sudden they're, they're, there's tremendous, tremendous, but over a gradual period of time. And when I say a period of time, it could be a couple of weeks, months, they gain a good amount of weight or lose a bunch of weight. That's another sign that they could be in an abusive relationship. If you ask them anything about home life and they right away get defensive or they change the subject or they avoid the question a little bit, or that could be signs that, wow, home life is not, is not good. It's, it's not good. There's a lot of tension there. There's conflict, um, and it's on the on there's there's some level of abuse going on. And I want to say to people in the workplace, we are the company that makes the connection between home violence and workplace um, and home violence and schools and universities. 
if we make home safe, then everything else will fall into place. <laughs> we have to make that connection. If we want our workplaces to be safe, our homes must be safe first. So this is where we give seminars for employees, upper managers and supervisors, how to, edu to educate their staff on what is going on at home and that this is a blanket education for everyone. This is not, we don't single out anyone um, and that to not have shame, that it's not their fault, that it's, they're not alone to document the abuse. Um, so th those were some of the most prominent warning signs. Also the, the person, the perpetrator could show up at the, at the workplace. Like if you see that the coworker, your coworker is distracted, they're always having to look on their cell phone. Chances are they're being bombarded with text messages from their husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, ex, whoever it may be. And, and they're making harassing, um, repetitive i mean that's what harassment is repetitively harassing their their spouse or their their significant other when are you coming home i'm go i'm going to beat you uh wait till you get home you're going to get it and and then the person seems distracted so all of these all of these things especially put together it points to there's trouble so you want to listen you want to, the best thing that you can do is listen. Do not tell the person to leave. We go over 50 reasons why victims don't leave abusive partners. People will say, just leave, just leave. It's not easy at all, especially when there's children involved. Um, and we go over these 50 reasons. Um, it is better to say, because we, we at Also Safe, we're looking to flip the script. If you are in a contractual real estate uh, um, uh, binding contract, we're saying, no, why should you leave? You, the victim, it's the abuser that has to leave, not the victim. So um, we're looking to flip all of that with what we're doing with the real estate industry. Um, so all of these components put together, will help a victim if you suspect anything um you could offer look if you need to if you need to uh set up a code word where that way i know that you need help i could call the police for you just text me you could pretend that it's for work maybe like barracuda or or <laughs> something something that is work related uh uh, if, if you could get away with Barracuda, use Barracuda. But uh, if it's, let's say you're in engineering and, and there's something, some term in engineering that that only you and a coworker will understand and, and it's the code word like, oh, wow, I better call 911. Um, these are all ways that you could help your coworker um, on multiple levels. I hope I answered the question, Richard. Yes, you did, Spring. That was very good. That's that's perfect. So if uh, when a person realizes that they are in that bad situation, what do you think the top three things they need to do to start their way out of it? You're talking about the victim themselves or himself yes, or herself. Yes. The first thing is 
to know that it's not their fault, that they're not alone, and that things will get better. I like to say that because as a victim, you're very depressed, you're very uh, scared. So any amount of positivity will go a long way. So that's the first thing that that you're not alone, it's not your fault, and that things will get better. The second thing is that, as I mentioned, and it's worth mentioning again, I I, I don't want to sound, uh, I, I mean, we're looking to flip the script, as I mentioned, to get us hired into their place of residence immediately, because we are looking to make the, the abuser is, is the one that has to leave. And we have systems in place to keep the, the rest of the victim family safe and to kind of de-victimize them, especially the children. So uh, to just keep that in mind. Um, the other point I want to make is that therapy, therapy right away in any capacity will help. Um whether it be you could go and it doesn't matter your if you're religious or not religious chances are if you live nearby a church a synagogue uh, a, a mosque a um any religious affiliate any religious um place they offer free uh therapy actually um there is also a lot of online help better help and it's all confidential better help talk space headspace um therapy in any capacity will help you become aware and you will see things much differently than how you saw them before um so that would be i i think i'm on the second or third point you asked for three points um Pornography is a big driver of violence. Um, and I like to say this on all of my interviews, refrain from giving pornography to all of our children, especially our boys, but it also goes for girls. Uh, pornography is 88.2% physical aggression towards women. And when we give pornographic material to our sons, anybody male in our families, we're actually teaching them to be hostile towards girls and eventually women when they grow up. So I like to say it's not about sexual freedom. Pornography is the opposite of, of sexual freedom. Um, it's not, it's, it's the opposite of erotica. Erotica is sexual freedom, whereas pornography is not. Um, so, uh, so I, I, and I want to say document again, document the abuse, uh, as soon as it happens, because that way you have, you, you have some sort of a record and to get a restraining order on that person. We realize that it can, it, it, it can and will escalate violence because violence always escalates. But now there's a track record and it's on public record that this person attacked you. So um, we strongly encourage to, to make restraining orders. And that way, anybody looking that person up, wow, this is a pattern. A, a restraining order was placed. Um, but get us into your buildings, get us into your schools, get us into your workplaces. Uh, we are changing the face of residency and we strongly believe that everyone will be better off for it. I hope I answered the question, Richard. Yes, you did, Sabrina. 
as we're getting close to the end of my time slot here, uh, what uh, what advice would you give uh, my listeners uh, to move forward in recognizing and helping others as they uh, see this happening? I would say abuse should not be a part of anyone's life. I, I want to encourage all of us that that this has to become a required standard condition of residency that so I want to say to your listeners to think to think of violence differently, to think of safety differently, where no one should be living with violence, abuse, chaos, dysfunction. There's enough problems out there without all of that that help us to be stronger and better people. Uh, there's nat- natural calamities. There's uh, um, there's losing your job for whatever reason. We don't. We should not be dealing with abuse, violence, chaos, dysfunction. Just because you are a parent, it doesn't give you the right to abuse your children. Um, Whoever uh, whoever is a strong influence in your child's life, a positive influence, keep that person in that child's life. Whether it be a family member, whether it be an aunt, an uncle, a grandmother, a grandfather, um, a close family friend. Uh, and to, we have to have respect in our households. If you, there is, you are safe in your environment, in your, in your household environment, keep up the good work. We need you because you are the example for the rest of us and say to everyone that you come across, if you're at a PTA meeting, if you are in your workplace, like, wow, this is what we do in my household. We don't um, abuse our kids. We, whenever our kids get out of line, we, we explain things to them and we say, look, this is not how we do things. We don't throw things. We don't hit each other. We don't, because in abusive families, they'll say, oh yeah, I'm disciplining my kids. A big difference between abuse and discipline is that discipline instills education and abuse instills fear. So that is a big difference. Um, so I would say all of those points combined will help we'll be helping each other. Awesome. Thank you. And uh, what's the best way for people to look you up? Uh, our website is ososafe.com. Uh, my direct email is sabrina at ososafe.com. Uh, I'm, I'm on all the major uh, social media web uh, um, platforms, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, um, Instagram, and uh, my TEDx talk is uh, is broadcast, so that would be the best way. Awesome! Thanks again for taking the time to come on, Sabrina, and uh, I I hope you keep pushing forward with this vision and this company and helping lots and lots more people. Thank you, Richard. Thank you for the opportunity. That was great chatting with Sabrina and learning her story and about Oh So Safe. Thanks for sharing your experiences and vision with us. So you know how we do this. Thanks for taking some of your time to spend with us on The Misfit Nation. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and share the link as much as possible. If you want to, please become a supporter to help us carry this on. We appreciate you. If you know someone that would bring great energy and have an awesome story to the show, have them visit our website at themisfitnation.com and reach out to us. As always, 
Till next time, be humble, stay hungry, and keep hustling. Because we are the Misfit Nation.